You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 256. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 256. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Babe, Hello. Do you know I told my class that you called me Mint Pickle? Mint Pickle. <laughs> That's right. So a little inside <laughs> scoop. Mr. Smith comes up with new nicknames for me all the time. I'll try. And it's one of the things that I love about us that I think keeps an element of play in our relationship. So I'm teaching sure. a, well, by the time you guys hear this, the class will have wrapped, but I just taught a, cu- a course for couples called Relationship Rx. And I was talking about ways to stay connected. And so one night I had mowed on some pickles because I fucking love pickles. And they're low calorie. Uh. Right, right. Total low cal snack. And then I brushed my teeth and I gave Mr. Smith some smooches. And he was like, "Mm, mint pickle. Mint pickle. You're a little mint pickle. So now when he leaves the house, he's like, buy my little mint pickle. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that came up, but it did. And welcome. And And welcome. On that note, hopefully we are going to have an amazing show today. And we're going to be talking about something that I think a lot of people struggle with. And I've actually been hearing it a lot from clients and students lately. And it is six ways to kick procrastination in the ass. This came up for me big time a few weeks ago when I was working on my book proposal. Oh, right. And I just was dragging my feet. And I started thinking about the reasoning behind why we do this. And so I thought, hey, let's do an entire show on it. Why not? Why not? All right. Let's do it. Let's stop procrastinating. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You see what I did there? See. Do you see see what I did there? See how I flipped it? But I do want to tell you guys, I'm so excited about this. Like, I'm bursting. I'm so thrilled. You guys should see her. She's actually bursting right now. I'm really red. I'm probably really red (laughs) right now because good old Irish skin. I get so flushed. But- I've been telling you guys about the retreat that I have coming up in October. It's going to be opening for registration to the VIP list only for a secret pre-sale with all the sexiest offers and extra bonuses and all of that this weekend. So if you're listening to this when it airs on June 4th, this coming weekend, there'll be a secret sale only for those VIP people. How do you get on that VIP list? You go to thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat and just throw your name into that form and you will be the absolute first to hear about it. The reason why this is so important is because I am only taking 12 people. This is different than having an online course where I can I can really take a decent amount of people. Yeah. This is going to be far more intimate. We are going to a gorgeous boutique resort in Cancun, Mexico. Oh. Five days, beautiful property, five different pools, all sorts of restaurants, and it will be 
incredible. Working on personal growth together, handling boundaries, all of that stuff. If you want in and you know you at least want to get all the sexiest deals and deals, get your name on that list. Thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat coming at you this weekend. I am so excited. My travel agent found me the most incredible resort. It's a pretty cool deal. I was checking it out. Jacuzzi tubs and oh my gosh, it's going to be so incredible. One of my dear, dear friends, Jessica, shout out to her who has come on three three of the other retreats that I've done is going to be my assistant. I can't wait to have her there. She's a gem. You guys will love her. Yeah, so ah, uh, I'm exciting, excited. Exciting. I'm so wow. excited. All right, so on, on that note, so I can just calm my ass down, why don't we pass the mic to you for a sec? <laughs> calm your ass down. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'd like to give a warm fuzzy to Rachel. Yay! Who gave us this great idea for... Would you rather... The would you rather. Today's would you rather is have all your wedding picture photos bombed by llamas or photo bombed by llamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not like actually blown up. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Have all your wedding pictures photo bombed by llamas. No photoshopping. Okay. Or have your whole bridal party carry lemurs on their backs during the ceremony. <laughs> We have to say this came out of a, yeah. a little field trip that we took for my birthday where we were literally hanging out with lemurs and llamas. Off the back of a wagon. That's right. We went on a wagon. good old wagon ride mm-hmm, mm-hmm. down here in the south. Yep. Hanging out with those laid back country folk. That's right. Feels good to mingle with these laid back country folk, don't it, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> So I posted a bunch of pics on Insta, and then Rachel gives me a shout out, and she's like, okay, would you rather? She was actually <laughs> disappointed in me that I didn't have a would you rather in my Insta story. Oh. Which you can follow me on Insta, by the way, under the handle. I'm disappointed the too. The Joy Junkie. So I think what I would choose, because there's part of me that thinks it would be hilarious to look back at all your wedding photos with like a llama in every single shot. <laughs> like you're like lighting a unity candle, and there's like a llama in the back. Oh my god. You're kissing and there's a llama like in between you guys. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Or like a money dance or a father daughter dance. And it's <laughs> handing a dollar bill <laughs> with its mouth. Oh my god. No, I, I think it, that would be so much fun, but so would lemurs. Like, lemurs are so fun. I, it would be impossible to keep them on the shoulders of the bridal party, though. Like, well, they're I, very active. Well, I'm trying to think about this because I don't know what they technically are. I, I they actually have somebody in my community I need to hit up because she knows everything about animals. But Let's look it up. I was wondering if they're kind of. If they're considered a marsupial, like the way that a sugar glider is. Because if a sugar glider, you can, once you bond with a sugar glider, they'll stay on you. And I was thinking maybe lemurs might be the same way. I don't know. They are a primate. They're a primate. Yes. Okay. So they're with not. A pointed snout. Okay. Big long tail. Found in Madagascar. But will they stay on your back during a wedding ceremony? Right. <laughs> can That's... you Google that, Siri? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we need to do a little more recon on that. But I think what I would choose, I think I would go for the lemurs because I just think it would be hilarious. And then your pictures are something that lasts kind of forever. 
I guess you'd have pictures of the lemurs on the backs. Right. But at least then you could have other photos lemur-free. Lemur-free. And llama-free. And lemur-llama-free. <laughs> We're running a lemur and llama-free <laughs> zone here. Oh, my gosh. What about you? I honestly think that it's very – either one is very unique, right? It's kind but, of something we would do. Totally. But <laughs> it would be funny if there was just – we didn't know. Or, or the person that was having the wedding didn't know, but their wedding pictures just showed up with llamas <laughs> in the back. Like, they just didn't know until the photos were done. Like, they never noticed the giant llama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the punch bowl? Well, he was photobombing, so they didn't see him. Uh, and imagine if he's like, what's up? Yeah. And like, doing like peace signs and That's funny That's what I'm face. saying. Like, the wedding was your everyday run-of-the-mill wedding. Oh, my God. But then you get your pictures, and you're like, oh, shit. Is that a llama? Wait, there's... Is, there's a llama. Is that the same llama? There's a llama in every picture. Oh, my God. That would be a lot more fun to me. But, gosh, I don't know. That's a, that's a hard decision. I'm going to go with the lemurs. This is the hardest decision I've made all day. <laughs> wow. That must be nice. <laughs> well, we want to hear what you would rather. We talk about it every single month over at the Joy Junkie After Hours Club over on Facebook. I have a private little club oh, for you. <laughs> and... It is about 900 of your closest friends. We talk about the pod. I do additional trainings. And there is usually fun little coupon codes that are floating around whenever I do classes. There's an additional resource vault that you have access to. And it's only for the After Hours community. Come hang out with us. It is thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It'll redirect you right over there. And then you can come hang out. Great place to get support. Watch a bunch of the past Q and Slay trainings that I do every Thursday. It's a good time. That sounds like fun. It's a good time. I run a tight ship, so nobody's like promoting their protein powder or fucking leggings and shit like that. Like, <laughs> I do not tolerate anything like that. So we really stay focused, which is really awesome, I think. I've got some beachfront property in Arizona I'd like to promote. Mm, nope. 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 Not it, even that. Trust. It'll get flagged by another member. Like, yeah, they're, that. they're on they're it. They're on it. They're yeah. like, let's preserve this community. Because it, it tends to go off the rails in Facebook groups. All right. So let's talk about six ways to kick procrastination in the ass. One of the things that we do need to talk about before we jump into all of this is that we tend to procrastinate for very specific reasons. Hmm. I'm going to be talking kind of about the reason that we tend to put things off. And then I'll talk about sort of a solution for each of those items. Okay. The first one, which I think is sort of like the big one, the mother load, the the biggest reason why we actually put shit off is because whatever we are avoiding takes fucking work. It takes work. It's either mentally draining, it's emotionally draining, or it's physically exhausting. It takes a decent amount of strength. It takes a decent amount of focus. For example, when I was really putting off working on my book proposal – It wasn't that I was scared or like fearful or like, oh, this isn't going to be very good or what if I don't get a book deal. It was that I didn't want to sit down and get my head in the game. I would much rather zone out watching a Netflix show or do my nails, something that didn't take the mental bandwidth that it takes to put into writing a book proposal, which is like a book report on fucking steroids, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's, I know, it's, it's crazy. ridiculous. Or let's say you have something like you really, really need to clean out your garage. And 
it is just a massive task. So it feels really overwhelming and it's going to take a lot of time, energy, and maybe even physical strength to move things around. So naturally, if you have that to do or you have a load of laundry to do, a load of laundry is going to be way fucking easier. Yeah. So then... Because you can watch a Netflix show while it's washing. That's right. Yeah. And then what we tend to do is we tend to rationalize like, oh, well, I probably should take the trash out real quick. Or, oh, I should probably just do a load of laundry real quick. That'll just take a second. Instead of going after the thing that we really do need to handle. In fact, I'm going to link to a book by Brian Tracy called Eat That Frog. And the idea, it's very, very simple. That's a great book. The idea is that if we had on our to-do list every single day, we had eat a frog, which (laughs) is asinine. I would never fucking do that. So gross. (laughs) But if that was the thing that you had to do that was looming, his whole premise is take that off your plate and then the rest of your day is totally – Get the big frog eaten first. That's right. Mm -hmm. Everything else is so much easier. But we don't tend to do that. We avoid the frog and we do all the little tiny minutiae and then we wonder why we keep putting off the book proposal or cleaning out the garage or the closet or whatever massive task is at hand for you. What this takes is a fucking – Buckle down and just do it. You can do a lot of different tactics like around, okay, I'm just going to start for 15 minutes. Let me just start writing for 15 minutes or let me just start organizing for 15 minutes, setting a timer and just go. Because a lot of times when it's a, a really big task like that, for either of those examples, it's so overwhelming that when we think about the whole picture, It's just so big and daunting and we just don't even want to start. You have to just start. So you either can do something like, okay, let me just do 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, something like that. You can do where you set up some kind of accountability with somebody else in the house. Like, do not let me come out of this room until I finish (laughs) this or check in with me. Do not let me out of this room. Right. That's a young Frankenstein quote. Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. that's funny. So set yourself up for whatever will get you over that hump of just starting. Because we're going to talk about some other ways and reasons why we procrastinate. If it's not really any of those, and it's just straight up going to take hard work, that's about talking to yourself in a positive voice saying, just start, Amy, just start. Just go, just start something or just do it for 15 minutes or babe, hold me accountable, right? It's just getting going. Now, there's as we go through this, you'll see that there might be other reasons why you're putting it off. But if that's the case, it is basically just get buckled down. Okay, number two, the second reason why you might be procrastinating is around fear. Hmm. And usually there, there will be two pieces of fear that pop up. One is around whatever you're doing is not going to be good enough, or it might be around failure. For instance, I'm going to start a new side hustle. And you might be really afraid that you're never going to make money from it, or you don't think that you're going to be that successful at it, or your partner's not supportive, so you're really nervous about it. So you're putting it off kind of from a sense of fear of not being good enough. Another major piece of fear and how it shows up is just because something is straight up a new piece of territory. 
I see this a lot for people who are going into a new career, going into starting their own business. And because it's all new, like building a website is new or marketing is new, or I mean, you could totally testify to this, starting a brand new brick and mortar business in a completely new state. It's so easy to put shit off when you don't know if you should be an LLC or a sole proprietor, or you don't know what sort of software that you might need in order to process payments, or you don't know scheduling software. And so you get kind of spun out that you're in this new territory. Hmm. And it all seems like something you're not an authority on. So it's so much more attractive to play Candy Crush or to watch that (laughs) Netflix show or to go to lunch with somebody. Yeah, I I have days when I win that argument with myself. And I have days when I don't. Yesterday, I didn't win that argument. But one of the things that I like to quote to myself is a Dave Ramsey quote. And it is, if you will live like no one else, later you can live like no one else. Mm. So you have to change up and do those things that the average person is not doing. Right. And if you will do them, you will live a life that other people will not be able to, or, or are not living. That's right. Right. So if you want to be extraordinary, there's a quote to kind of get you moving. Kind of kick you in the ass yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Because everybody procrastinates. Sure. Everybody does. Sure. Everybody puts it off. But Absolutely. overcoming that obstacle is where we kind of differentiate from one another. And sometimes I think that there can be a multitude of reasons, which we're going to talk about a little bit here in a second, that could be that you don't even really want to accomplish whatever it is that you're going after. So t- sometimes I think you really need to kind of do these little soul searches. And the, that one is really big. Like, are you allowing fear to get in your way? Is there a fear around actually going after this thing? Or is there a fear around, I just don't know where to start? Or this is totally new territory to me and you feel sort of less than because you're not an authority on it. So with those sorts of situations, I would come up with a mantra, something that you can remind yourself of that you find a little bit of encouragement from. So maybe something like what you said. It can be more aggressive, like, Amy, get your ass in gear. You've got, you have got to do this. It could be something related specifically to fear, something around you are allowed to be scared, but it is not going to hold you back from accomplishing your dreams. Or fear is a valid emotion, but it's not a valid reason to not go after things. Something like that. Or even reminding yourself that you get to decide what enough looks like. Nobody else. I was reading a book recently where somebody was talking about that, how we can... And it's, you know, what we talk about all the time here on the show about how we can buy into everybody else's opinion of that new body of work that we're putting out there or, you know, the remodel of the house that we just did. We can buy into what our in-laws think of it or we can go, you know what? No, I'm not afraid of this. I know that I'm going to be able to roll with the punches and I'm going to make concerted decisions for my life. All right. Number one, it takes hard fucking work. Number two, you are lost in fear. And that might be something to journal about too. Bust out a little bit of paper and write down how fear might be arresting you going after something. Maybe it's going after a PhD or another level of education and you hmm. are afraid you can't accomplish it or you won't have as good of marks as your your father who has a PhD. All right, so before I go any further, I have a quick message from this week's sponsor. <laughs> Who else has tried FabFitFun? 
If you do not already know about this, you're about to, my friend. It is a seasonal box with, get this, about eight to 10 full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. Eight to 10, full-size. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over 200 bucks. I swear to you, getting your FabFitFun box in the mail seriously feels like it's your birthday four times a year. In one of my boxes, I actually got an amazing lip stain and gloss by Duce that I seriously wear all the time. It does not move. And one of the things that's so amazing about them in particular is some of their items in the boxes are customizable. Plus, you can do add-ons. Do not miss out because they sell out of each season's box pretty quickly. Check out fabfitfun.com and use the code J-U-N-K-I-E, Junkie, to save an extra 10 bucks on your very first box, which will make it only $39.99. Again, that's www.fabfitfun.com and use the code Junkie to save that 10 bucks. Hello, self-care. All right, number three, the method might be off. So what I mean by this is that perhaps the method that once motivated you maybe has changed. For example, I remember talking to somebody, we were talking about marketing our businesses, and she was saying, God, I just hate in-person networking. Mm -hmm. I hate going to them. I hate, you know, shaking hands. What do you do? And elevator speeches. I just hate everything about it. And I said, well, do you really, do you really want this business? Are you really motivated to put your work into the world? She was like, absolutely. I just want to find another method. So she found herself dragging her feet, always trying to find convenient ways to not go to these networking events. And what she realized is what she really wanted was this flourishing business. She just needed to find a different method and Mm. realized that she loved doing internet marketing, doing Facebook ads and targeted Google ads and things like that to Hmm. drum up business. And that was completely her realm of genius. And so she just figured out a new method that actually got her into sort of a motivation. I've had this around fitness for myself. I've had a whole bunch of different gym memberships throughout my life. But notoriously, I will turn to home fitness. Yeah. I just prefer it. If I have to get in my car and go somewhere and then drive home sweaty in my leather seats where I'm sticking, (laughs) you know, and I just, it takes more time. I will always put that off. I tend to put it off because the method is off for me. Do I want the overall picture, the overall vision? Yes. I do want a fit, healthy body, but the method for me is a home fitness program or to grab my bike. Finding a different angle. Yeah. That's great. So evaluate the method. Is it the end result that you don't really want? Or is it just the method of achieving that? If it is something like working on picking up a new musical instrument, let's say. Let's say you've always wanted to learn how to play the guitar. And maybe it's totally nerve-wracking for you to actually find an instructor an instructor in person where you live, and you found some incredible YouTube tutorials. Maybe sure. that's the method for you. So start evaluating, is my method to achieving the goal off, or is the actual goal off? 
which Hmm. actually brings me to number four, which is to ask yourself, do I really want the end result? So I'll give you another example of that. I realized many, many years ago that obviously I really wanted to get involved in speaking. I love, love, love speaking. It's one of my favorite things to do. And a coach at the time had suggested that I go to Toastmasters. And I had dragged my feet and dragged my feet. And I'm like, why the fuck do I not want to go to Toastmasters? (laughs) And it's really similar to what what I'm talking about here with number three, that the method was off. So I really stopped and I evaluated, do I want the end result? Do I want to actually be a speaker? Mm. Yes, I absolutely do. But the method was off because I didn't want to go to Toastmasters. I didn't want to deal with that. Now, a great method for me that honed my speaking skills dramatically was getting involved in community theater. Oh, yeah. A radically different method. For sure. And that completely helped my cadence, my delivery, crutch words, all of those things. But what I had to really look at is, do I really want that end result? If you are going for a PhD, let's say, and it's because it's actually your parents' dream. Mm-hmm. And they've everybody else, all the other kids ended up doctors or lawyers or something like that. So they expect that you go after it. You might be putting it off because it's somebody else's fucking dream that you don't really want that. And sometimes it's something monolithic like that, like an actual career path or a piece of education, something like that. Or it could be really minimal, like cleaning the toilet, cleaning (laughs) the garage out. So for us, do I want to actually clean the garage? Fuck no. But the end result, do I want a flawless, gorgeous garage that will then help us sell our condo? This is sort of... This is a little retrospective for For you. Do I want the end result of what that clean, polished garage would give us, would afford us? Yes, because it's going to help sell the house. It's going to help with our investments, blah, 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 blah. You know, something that you might ask yourself is six months from now, a year from now, five years from now, depending on the goal and the size of it, will you wish you had started today? Mm. Like if you look at it, it, like in six months, am I going to be in the same spot wishing that I started six months ago? Right. You know, if, if you kind of put it into those words or into that thought of what's my future self telling me six months from now, a year from now, five years from now. Like if it's a career choice, like in five years, do I want to be doing that? What does it look like? And do I need to start right now? That's right. Right? Absolutely. The time is going to pass anyway. I used to get down on myself like, I'm not going to have my degree until I'm 30. And I had a friend who was like, do you plan on being 30? And I was like, yes. (laughs) And he was like, well, then you might as well have a fucking degree by the time you're 30. (laughs) Plus nobody asks you, hey, when? how old were you when you got your degree? Nobody out. And I was like, oh. Well, that's also not a good reason to not get my degree, you know? So again, it's kind of looking at what are those excuses that you're leaning on? And I love what you're pointing to. And in coaching, we talk about it being the meta view versus the micro view. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the grand scheme of your life, are you going to wish you went for that PhD? Are you going to wish that you went to Toastmasters? Are you going to wish that you cleaned out your garage? That you started that business or that you sold that house or whatever. Because in the micro view, it almost always seems like a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because why? It's work. Because it's fucking work. It's going to take some sort of effort. Yeah. And that is never appealing. And you can always give yourself rewards 
things like if you get this done by a certain time, then you get a massage or you get to grab a book that you have really had your eye on. You can always reward yourself in order to create some sort of incentive. But that comes down to knowing how you operate best. Sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Making sure that the method you're using is correct. Yeah, the mm-hmm. not only the method to execute, but the method of reward. Like, uh, is yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. something that right. you really are motivated by? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? Okay. Okay, number one, it takes hard work, so you got to start. Number two, analyze that fear. Is there anything around it? you not being good enough? Number three, what's that method about? Is that congruent to accomplishing your goal? And number four, are you really in desire of that end result? Do you really want to accomplish that end result? One of the things I wanted to mention really quickly on number three, that the method is off. Sometimes what you can do is infuse something that you enjoy, like music. Mm -hmm. Like what if you're cleaning out your garage, but you have a total dance party while doing it? Or maybe- We've done that while we're cleaning the house. Oh yeah. And we've made a drink or two. And then we bust a little, you know, some 90s rap and then have a throwback (laughs) a little whiskey. And then we fucking clean our asses off. So you can start infusing things that you do enjoy into a task that you don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. All right, jump into number five. You are stuck in the vortex of, I don't know where to start. It's the, I don't know where to start. I don't Uh, know. What's the first thing? What's the first thing? Yeah, that could be a little bit of perfectionism too. Totally. Yeah. Which you're jumping ahead. Oh, sorry. A little a little preemptive number six there. So number five, you're stuck in that vortex of I don't know where to start. Now, here's the bitch about I don't know where to start is you stay in that loop. It's almost like you are on like a tape recorder that's going over and over again yep. saying like, I just don't know where to start. I just don't know where to start. I just don't. And you don't actually troubleshoot and think about reverse engineering your problem. Like, okay, if I need to write a book proposal, what's the first thing I need to know how to do? What the steps of a book proposal are? Okay, let's go find a resource. All right, now I know that. What else do I need to do? Okay, let's break this down into the like 50,000 different components that make up a book proposal. (laughs) And let's start with the first one. What's the biggest frog to eat? Which is the one that's the most challenging? Probably the sample chapters, probably the overview. Starting with those things and start whittling it down. But that doesn't happen if you get stuck in the fucking I don't knows. Here's what I want you to start doing. Let's say you're Mr. Smith and you're going to start a new practice as, Let's say that. As a body worker in North Carolina in a brand new state where you don't know the laws, you don't know any of those things, and you're, you've got yourself stuck in the, I don't know. I don't know if I should be an LLC. I don't know what is legal in different states or different counties, rather. I want you to start saying, but I'm going to figure it out. The minute you mm. hear that in your head saying, I don't know where to start, follow it with, but I'm going to figure it out. You become far more resourceful. You're not telling yourself that you magically are going to have all the answers, but you're telling yourself that you're going to get to the bottom of it. And then mentally, because our minds like to complete stories, we'll start searching for the answers instead of getting stuck in that fucking loop. Mm -hmm. I like that. Also, one of the things that I really, really like as a sort of method to start accomplishing something that you've been procrastinating on is this idea of having three categories. So if I'm taking my book proposal, let's say, and there is an ideal amount of things that I would like to get done, there is a nice to accomplish list of things that you would like to get done, and then there is a have to 
list of things that have to get done. If we're taking the book proposal, I might say on one given day, oh my gosh, it would be ideal if I got all my sample chapters done. It would be nice to get done half of the sample chapters today. Have to, I have to get at least four of the sample chapters done. So now we've broken it up into ideal to get done, nice to get done, have to get done. And that can help you sort of break down a large task. You can reverse engineer like we talked about a little bit. But what I want you to commit to saying is when you hear that voice in your head, I want you to say, I don't know where to start, but I'm going to figure it out. You don't have to see the whole staircase. That's right. You just have to take the first step, right? That's a Martin Luther King Jr. quote. Oh, is it? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and I also think it's like you need to also know what's at the top of the staircase. Right. Like, yes. is that something that you really right, want right, right. to achieve? But you don't have to see every single stair. You can just see the goal and just start taking steps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number six, and you kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, you're waiting for perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're waiting for everything to be fucking flawless before you launch that business, before you write the book, before you get that PhD, you're waiting for all the ducks to be lined up because you have to do it flawlessly. Meanwhile, you're totally inactive. Mm-hmm. I see this a lot for people who become perpetual students. So they keep gathering more and more education, more and more yes, information absolutely. instead of just launching the business that they want or Start interviewing for career paths that they really desire. They go, oh, one more certification. Oh, one more degree. Oh, one more internship. And that is a method of fear, right? Like that's fear of I might fail or how might people perceive me if I actually start interviewing? What if I get brutally rebuffed? What if I don't get any of these jobs that I've been studying for? (laughs) So much easier to be kind of this perpetual student. What you have to do with this, my friend, is you have to just start somewhere. And I did this a lot at the beginning of my business as well. And I had some great mentors who said, you can always go back and change. Every single thing that you do, every product that you launch, every methodology that you take clients through, you can change all of it. And I have. Mm-hmm. Over the last decade, I absolutely have. And it this tends to be sort of one of my Achilles heels, one of many. So I have to really watch how much I'm investing into things being super flawless that don't actually matter and that also keep me inactive. Mm-hmm. And putting my dreams on hold. I think that there is... A, a level of making sure that there's competency and excellence in what you're doing, but that is very different from perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. I think another thing that might fit into this equation, and you can help me, you're a better expert at this, but there's there's a thing about people that like to stay in comfortable places, mm. like worry. Because a lot of times when you're in procrastination mode, you're just worried about where to go or what to do or... Well, should I do it now? Or, or time's ticking wait? away. Right. You know, get out of that comfortableness. Because mm. that, that's where procrastination lives, is in that comfortable. Well, you know, because it's, if, if, if you are procrastinating about it, it means that it's something that takes some effort in doing, right? Just like that's you were alluding right. to in the beginning. So getting past that worry phase requires action. That's right. And if you take that first step, that action step, that worry starts to dissipate. Yep. Procrastination starts to have less of a hold on you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have control of you anymore. You have control of it. 
right? Definitely. Because we only have a certain amount of time on this earth and procrastination steals that time from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great point. All right. So number one, it could be that you're putting off the work because it's just going to be taxing. It's going to be physically, emotionally, mentally exhausting. So check yourself there. Number two, analyze fear. Are you afraid of going after this goal that you're trying to accomplish that you're dragging your feet on? Number three, is your method solid? Is Are you actually going after this goal in a way that you enjoy? Number four, do you really want the end result or does somebody else want the end result? Your kids, your parents, your family, your husband, your wife, do you really want to accomplish it for you, the end result? Because a lot of the tough work is never going to be exciting. Mm -hmm. Number five, if you get stuck in the I don't know where to start phase, follow it up with but I'm going to find out. I'm going to figure it out and break things down into reverse engineering or Ideal to accomplish, nice to accomplish, have to accomplish. That's great. So it's a little more palatable. And number six, don't wait for perfect. Give yourself the permission to just start somewhere and know that you can tweak and perfect. I use that word probably (laughs) a a little too cavalier, but be able to tweak and alter later. It does not have to be flawless in order to be effective. So there you have it. Six ways to kick procrastination in the ass. Thank you so much for your little additions. Of course. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Oh, sweet. Take it. Procrastination makes easy things hard and harder things harder. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you find that? I found it online somewhere. Does it have an author? Mason Cooley. Okay. Is the author of that one. Procrastination makes easy things hard and harder things harder. So that might be a mantra for you. Mm. Right? Yep. So do you want to make things harder for yourself? Go ahead. Procrastinate. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. As they say in New Jersey. (laughs) All right, guys. So if you want it on the Cancun adventure with me and get I get to squeeze you in real life and have the most amazing time in a tropical paradise, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat so that you can hear more about it and get in on all of the sleek deals coming at the VIP list this weekend. And in the meantime, come join us over in the After Hours community, thejoyjunkie.com slash club. Sending huge love out to you guys. We will see you around these parts next week. Here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Thank you.